how many of you kids got exactly what you wanted for Christmas? Oh, yeah. Uh, even you adults. Good, good. Your kids too, sure. How many of you had the best Christmas ever? All right. That's good to see. We had an interesting, you know, Christmas as you guys have heard over the last month, is my favorite time of year. It is so much fun and I love it. My kids are home from school. It's so magical because they're at that age where they just like love everything about the holidays. Well, you know, sometimes how you have it pictured in your head to go, it just doesn't always go that way. I think Greg had to mention that a couple weeks ago. And sure enough, I had one kid with influenza, one kid with the stomach flu. Um, they just kept falling. I didn't even get to see a brother because he was sick the whole time. So, you know, Christmas is sometimes just not how you always pictured it. And a lot of you are probably watching us online today because you are home with, I, we know a lot of people that have a lot of sick kids right now. Tis the season. I think we've said that line like, a lot this week, like tis the season, this is what happens. Our kids get off from school and then they get sick. <gasps> ah, anyways, well, I hope none of you got a rotten banana in your gift this year. <laughs> and if you did, don't eat it, that's gross. But anyways, we just wanna wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we also, we have another really big transition in our church. Some change is happening in the Costello home. They had a little baby boy. Hunter and Haley are our youth pastors, and they had a baby boy, Theo, on Friday. He's healthy. He's, Hunter says he's so happy, and he eats a lot. Well, he is a newborn, Hunter. <laughs> but it's their first kid, and they're so excited, and we just wanted to share that with all of you. I know they wanted their church family to know that all is well in their home. Yeah. So hi, Hunter and Haley. I'm sure you're yes, online. Sure Good to see you. Me. Everybody say, turn around and wave. Everybody turn around and wave. There you go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, so we're in the Christmas season, and this is kind of uh, the transition time, right? This is like that void between Christmas and uh, New Year's, and we're like, okay, I don't, I don't always know what to do with this. People were walking in, and some people said Happy New Year, and some people said Merry Christmas. So <laughs> we're all confused. That's fine. Um, but during these transition seasons, those turning points, they're really important, actually. It's in those transition points that you make changes, you know? You know, that transition from junior high to high school or high school to, to college or college to the world or whatever, you know, those are important seasons. And the, this is a little one, but I think it's really important for us to stop and pause. And so this morning, our hope is just, just pause for a moment and to be able to get ourselves pointed in a proper direction here as we move into the new year. Uh, so this message is a little bit different. If you are a guest with us here this morning, obviously we got the kids in the room next week. We're back. I'm actually preaching something that's on my heart, uh, one of the things that I'm most passionate about next Sunday, so I encourage you. None of you want to miss out on that. And then on January 12th is our Vision Sunday, Vision for 2020. And so we're going to be talking as a church, God, what is God calling us to as a church? So I really challenge everybody, make sure you are part of things on January 12. Uh, but this morning, we're going to be digging into a passage of Scripture and uh, looking at what it means for us, but then it's also, we're going to take a principle out of this, then apply that to our year moving forward. I think it's going to be good for us. So if you got your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse number 28. Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse 28. Uh, kids, hopefully you bring your Bibles. Adults, you should bring your Bibles too. I, I encourage you on a regular basis, bring your Bibles with you. Around here, we don't get up and just preach my ideas and my thoughts, and here's 10 tips of how to have a great life. We try to open the Word of God on a regular basis and say, what does God have to say, and what does that mean for us today? 
and we're going to live this thing out, all right? So if you ever forget a Bible, we've got Bibles at the back of the room right in front of the sound booth. If you don't own a Bible, we want you to have one. So that's our gift to you. You grab it, take it with you, put your name on it. That's our gift to you. We want you to have a Bible, all right? Would you stand with me? Everybody across the room, stand with me. Stretch. Get your wiggles out, kids. Wiggles out, kids. There we go. Okay, as we're going to read our passage, Mark chapter 12, beginning in verse 28, says this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us. And God, we're asking this morning that that you would really challenge us. God, that that you would guide us and that you would speak. And I'm asking by Holy Spirit, would you speak specifically to every single person this morning? Pray that in Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. So whenever we look at scripture, remember there's always a word I use all the time. We need to know the context, context of the passage that we're looking at. And so the passage that we're looking at, Jesus is talking with a few different leaders. And he's got, uh, they're coming and they're bringing him questions and they're actually trying to stump him. They're trying to confuse him. Kids, you, you know, sometimes, some of you kids do that to your teachers. You try and ask the hard question, see if you can confuse him. That's what they're trying to do to Jesus. They're trying to confuse him. They're trying to get him off track. And he keeps answering really, really well. And he gives a good answer, good answer, good answer. And finally, we get to the passage that we just read. And it says that this man comes after, and it says, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked of him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? How many of you out there are craft people? Any of you craft people? Some of you craft people. Okay, a couple, couple weeks ago, we, or a couple months ago, we had a group of ladies here that were gone for the weekend, like doing crafting all weekend. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't exactly know what goes on at that, but uh, that's great, though. I, I'm, I'm artsy, but I, I wouldn't say I'm real crafty, whatever. But how many of you ever used one of these things before, these, these pom-poms? You remember these things when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Little pom-poms, you like blew these things. This is like Santa's little ball on his hat or something like that. I don't know what it is, Okay. Um, but we have these little pause. So I'm going to use some craft stuff as my little illustration this morning to help you, okay? I want to make sure you all stick with me, all right? So we get to this passage of Scripture, and it, it says that the guy comes and he says, all right, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Now, this seems like an interesting question. Like, okay, why are you asking this question? See, this isn't an odd question. This is actually a fairly normal question because in that day and age, there was oftentimes this this discussions that they would have and wrestling with, all right, how can, we, how can we take everything we know from the Old Testament and take it down to just the simplest thing? How can we simplify? Yeah, let's take it down to just one command. And you would ask, well, why, why do we need to simplify things? What, what is it that needs to be simplified? And this is exactly what the man is getting at because when you look at the Old Testament, there are a lot of commands of God. If you've ever read the Old Testament, you know what I'm talking about? Like you get into Leviticus somewhere, like, whoa, okay, lots of stuff here, right? And, and there's all these different commands. So, so you go into the Old Testament, you find all these commands, all right? When you think about commands from the Old Testament, what are some of the first things you think about? Anybody think about the Ten Commandments? Exactly. I mean, you know, anybody know what some of the Ten Commandments are? Don't steal, you know, don't kill, murder, murder, kids, murder is a bad thing, okay? Honor your father. Okay, you get all that kind of stuff, all right? So, 
So I got a puff ball for every one of those commands here, okay? I got, I got 10 little puffers here. I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing a magic trick. Okay, thank you. Okay, so we got, we got 10 commands. And they said, okay, well, this is good, right? All right, so we need to distill this down to just like one command, right? Well, the problem is this isn't how many commands are in the Old Testament, right? We know that's just a starting point. In fact, there, there are a lot of commands from the Old Testament, right? We got this big old thing, you know, look at all these commands we've got, you know. So we need to stuff these in here because there's, there's commands. So God gave the commands to the, uh, to the Israelites over and over, this, all these different things, things that they should do, things that they shouldn't do. And so we had all these commands. And, and so the, the goal is how can we take this down to one thing? Except the problem is that there was more than that because there was... There was a whole nether one of those bins, and then there was a whole nether one of those bins. <laughs> we got a responsive crowd in the front row today. It's great. So, so how many, does anybody know how many little balls I have here? A couple hundred. 613. 613. This is how many commands either to do or not to do that are written in the Old Testament. If you try and pull all of them apart. And so... So here's what they were trying to do is they, they would get together and they would say, how could you simplify, like what's the most simple, like if we could just pick one of these balls, like which one is the most important? What would kind of distill, I know kids that's a confusing word to distill, but the essence of all this stuff, could we get to that? And they would get together and they would argue about that. And so this, this man comes to Jesus, he says, he's got all the good answers, I'm going to come to this guy. Hey, what's, what's the one? And I, I love Jesus because he, he never does what they ask him to do. <laughs> so he comes at them and he says, all right, hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And like, that sounds like a really good one. Like, if you're going to pick one, like, cool, Jesus nailed it. That's a great answer. I love that one. But he doesn't stop there. He breaks the rule. <laughs> Because the guy, guy said, give me one. I just want one, Jesus. And he's like, okay, I'm going to give you two, right? Because he said the second one is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. And it's like, okay, you missed the rules. <laughs> you ever have people in your family that don't follow the rules when they play games? Like, Jesus, you're not following the rules here. We said one, right? And he says, listen, I, I love this. There is no commandment greater than these. And what Jesus does in this moment is he says, listen, this is one commandment. There is no loving God unless you love people. Amen. And you can say you love God all you want, but watch how you treat people. Watch how you care for people, and I'll tell you whether or not you really love God. Amen. See, he starts, met, and it's, it's just very easy saying, listen, this is the same. And, and some of the other uh, uh, gospels where they give this account he actually say, this isn't, he does, when it says there's a second commandment, he says, really, this is of the same essence. Like, basically, this is the same thing. There is no separating these two. I'm giving you one command. It sounds like two, but this is really just one command. And this one command, and I, honestly, for some of us here this morning, this is all we need to hear this morning. <laughs> Like, we need to come back to it, because we get really complex in our faith. Some of us, you know, the adults in the room, kids, listen, there's some adults in here, they try to get too fancy, okay? Because they're looking, give me the new teaching. I need that new study. I need that new thing out there. I need to go listen to that new preacher on the TV. I got to go listen to that podcast, because I got to get the new thing, because that's what will really be the good, that deep teaching that really gets me going. No, how about you love God? <laughs> 
and love people. But just do that thing. Just, keep, just simplify it. Like, don't, get, don't get muddied down. Don't get confused. Listen, if you can do this, you'll take care of all of this. Right? And so for some of us, we need to be reminded of that because in our faith, we make it too hard. We get distracted. We get off. And as a church around here, we don't want to be that kind of church that gets distracted, that gets off, that gets confused and tries to muddy the thing. And we're just spilling balls all over the place here, but we're, no, 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 no. Let's, let's stay focused on what really matters here. Uh, but I, I think that this is more than just this concept here this morning, because what I want to do is I want to steal a principle away from this as well. Because what Jesus is doing here is he's, he's saying, listen, here's complexity. Let me simplify. I know, honestly, when we look at the Old Testament, there's the reason there are so many rules and regulations is he, God was setting apart a people, but he was also teaching something, is that we are incapable of this. Like, this is not possible. The, the point of the law was like, let's see if we could get one person to be like the perfect person who could really follow all the rules perfectly. That wasn't the, the point was to say, <laughs> you can't. We're flawed and we're broken. We can't, okay? Let's simplify this down to one thing that we can focus on, that we can pour ourselves out to. And so I wanna take this principle and apply it to our lives because here's the problem that a lot of us live with. Is it in our lives... We're trying to do this. We've got the new thing we're trying to do with, you know, on the job and at school and with the kids and, and the new thing we're working at, you know, with our neighbors and that project we've got going on at, at our house and we've got, you know, that thing that in my finances I'm struggling with and then I'm trying to start this new other thing and I got, pro- we got all this stuff going on and unfortunately in our lives we tend to not focus and the result is we don't accomplish nearly as much as we could. Because I know this as a fact, because I know a lot of you, I get to have lots of conversations, that I know a lot of you, there are things and situations that are going on in your life that are very important. And I would bet that if you would give that the focus that it needs, that you could see some victory and transformation in that area. Unfortunately, you're just throwing that in the pot with everything else and not seeing any growth in that area, not seeing any transformation. And so the challenge And the principle that I see uh, is our big so what this morning. And it's just simply this. If you want to pull this one up on the screen, it's that one is greater than many. One is greater than many. In our personal life, when it comes to, to what we want to accomplish, oftentimes we try to accomplish many things. And then we accomplish no things. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. We've all done this. We're all guilty of this, right? And as we were praying over the church, we were saying, okay, well, what could we lean into this year? What, what would be the focus this next year? And, and really, individually, we feel this call to say, God, what would you call each and every one of us to specifically? What's the one thing that you might be speaking to our hearts? And my guess is the one thing is gonna be different because every single one of us is in a, in a different place. But somebody that I've seen do this really well is my wife, Amber, and so I wanna have her share a little bit about what, something that she's done in her life and, and how that's played out. All right, I don't know if I do it really well, but this <laughs> past year, I, um, I, every year I choose a word for the year, and I know that's kind of a weird thing. Some people are like, I don't wanna do that, but I do it. And it's not like this spiritual moment that I have, I get this revelation from the Lord of this is my word. For some of you it maybe is, for me I think it's more like, 
a word pops in my head and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's what I'm gonna do this year. And I'm a pretty determined person if I have one thing to focus on. If I have a lot of things to focus on, it's like Greg said, it's like rabbit trails and I don't do any of them well. So for 2019, my word was transform. And honestly, the word like popped in my head and I'm like, I'm gonna get in really good shape. That's what that means. <laughs> Transform. I am going to transform my body. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm going to work out a lot. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do this for me. And that was easy for me, right? I like to do that. So it was easy for me to concentrate on that. And I did do it. But as the year went on, I began to see different things come up in my life that trickled right back to that transformation. And it was so much bigger than this picture that I thought it was at the beginning of 2019. Um, 2019 was a hard year for me. I would say it was a hard year for us, but there were a lot of obstacles that was thrown in our way. Uh, it started where my brother um, had some pretty scary diagnosis, was having some really scary health things go on, and there were things going on in our family. There was a big transition that was about to take place that I had no idea was about to take place. Um, I was just really struggling and wrestling with different things in my life. And that word transform just kept coming back to me. Like, what does that even mean? I'm working out. I'm getting in shape. Like, that's what it means, right? And I felt um, as the year went on, I would say it was probably like February, so it wasn't even long, but I was still concentrating on what transform meant. It meant to transform. And I felt just really stuck, and we were right at the beginning of having to make a really big decision of leaving a place that we have been for our whole life, our whole marriage life anyways. And um, I felt like I couldn't really talk to anybody about it. I was having a hard time trusting that God even could make clear to us the direction and things we had to do, that he could even heal my brother, that he could do all of this other, all of the other mess that was taking place in my life. And one day, I can remember it like cl clear as day. I always share my word for the year with somebody. Um, usually a couple people, a couple of my closest friends know my word just to hold me accountable. And I get a knock at my door, and one of my best friends is at my door, and she has this necklace. And you guys can't see it, but it's this key. It's called the giving key necklace. And she's holding it, and she has tears in her eyes, and she's like, I think this is for you now. And I'm like, oh, I gave you that two years ago for Christmas, and you're giving it back to me. Okay. Cheap. Well, she's so, so cheap, but she's totally live streaming today, too. So... <laughs> And um, what's cool about this key is you're supposed to give this necklace to somebody when you're done with the word that's on it. And I totally had forgotten I gave it to her, whatever, you know, two years prior. And she hands me this key and I look at it and the word on it is transform. And it was like just really solidified to me like God's not only just wanting me to transform my outward appearances and take care of myself, which is a good thing, he was wanting to transform my heart in so many areas. And transforming your heart is probably, for me, one of the hardest things to do. I can hop on a treadmill, but if we want to start talking about heart things, that's really hard to do. Because I don't know about you, but uh, my heart can get kind of messy. 
And I began to let, like, man, God, you're wanting me to trust you. You're wanting to go down to those deepest, darkest things in my heart that I really, like, don't want you to transform. I don't want you to touch because that means I have to, like, deal with it. Or I don't want to leave something I'm comfortable with. I don't want to leave the place I've called home for 14 years. I don't want, you know, I kind of caught myself in I don't want to. And honestly, I wrestled and wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with this. But that word transform kept coming up all year long, all year long. And God just kept reminding me of like, I don't just want to transform your life. I want to use your life to transform the lives around you. And that is a whole bigger picture. And so even today, I, I've been thinking about the word transform and where God's brought us in the last year. And I know that I know that that little like word that I thought was all for fun was actually God speaking to me to give me something to hold on to through 2019. And for God to say, hey, that transformation that took place, I'm going to use that for the years to come. And you have to stay focused on one thing for God to really, like, transform you. And maybe for you, you, we all have our things, right? We all have our stuff. Um, All of us are different kids. I was thinking, you know, some of you, maybe you don't have a word. That's that's maybe too much to think about because for my kids, that would be too much to think about. But maybe it's an activity you do with your mom and dad. Maybe you you choose one area you're going to place you're going to go serve once in the whole year. Whatever it is, like we do it with everything in us and we work hard at it and we stay determined and we run and we run even when it's hard. And for me, I, I needed people in my life that didn't know what I was, my word and the things that I was running after to encourage me to stay focused, to keep running, like God's got you. So that's just a way for me that I, what I do every year. Cool. So here's what I want to do here this morning is we want to have an opportunity, and I've been praying, and our prayer team was meeting here. Just a heads up, some of you don't realize this. We had a group of people that meet at 8.30 every Sunday uh, just to pray for a half hour from 8.30 to 9. So if any of you ever want to join in, you're welcome to come join in in that. But we were praying this morning that the Holy Spirit would speak to every single one of us. Like our, My goal here isn't like, hey, let's come up with a cool little fun word. My goal here is to say, God, what would you call us to this next year? You know, maybe God would give you a word. I've never had a word. That's not my thing. But there's been times where I felt like, God, this is the thing I need to lean into this next year. You know, maybe it is, you know, something having to do. Maybe it's God is going to give you a theme, a word for this next year. Maybe it's, uh, you know, it might be a person. You know, some of you have a relationship, a, a person in your life. Maybe it's a person at school. Maybe it's a person at work. And that's been a person that maybe you've, you've, You've known you should lean into that thing, but you've just kind of stayed away because it's either frustrating or it's challenging or it's more than you can handle. And maybe this next year, God would just say, no, that's the thing you need to lean into this year. Like that's the one thing you need to focus on. Don't focus on 613 things. Just focus on that one thing. Maybe it is an issue for some of you of things you need to start doing or things you need to stop doing. You know, that it can be as simple as that. What is God calling you? I think a lot of us already know God's been speaking to some of our hearts of things we should be involved in, things we should be doing, and we just just say no. Eh. Or we just give up. We get distracted, right? Maybe it has to do with your health. Like Amber said, it might be exercise. Maybe you should be exercising this year. You've been abdicating the health of yourself because you've been worrying about everything else, but you are tearing down. You are breaking down. 
and, you, and you'd love to say, you think it's spiritual, but it may just be practical. Like you need to take a nap. <laughs> you, you need to eat better. Stop eating at Taco Bell. That may be the thing you need to start doing. Sorry, I'm meddling right now. I know that. I don't know what it is. Okay, maybe it's, maybe it's mental. You know, you went to college and, and so you learned a lot then and you haven't learned a thing since then. You haven't been working. You haven't been pressing yourself. You haven't been stra straining that muscle, that brain muscle. You need to strain a little bit. Maybe you need, to, you need to do something to stretch yourself that way. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe there's an emotional thing. You know you're coming up against a similar thing on a regular basis emotionally and you're just not dealing with it. You're frustrated by it but you're not dealing with it. Maybe you need to have a conversation. Maybe you need to lean into something. Maybe you need to go seek some professional help and go, pray, go get to a, a, a Christian counselor who can help you process some things, right? Maybe this would be that year for you that you lean into something like that, all right? Maybe it's a relationship specifically. Maybe it's your marriage. I know there's marriages in this place that are struggling. I know it. Some of you talk to me about it. Some of you don't. You come in these room on Sunday mornings and things are, are not like they, they look. I get it. There's times for me and Amber that it isn't how it looks. But maybe this year, that's the priority you need to have. You say, you know what? Forget everything else. I'm not worrying about 613 things. I am prioritizing my spouse this year. And I am prioritizing my heart toward my spouse. Maybe that's the thing you need to do. That could be the great. I, I don't know what it is for some of you. For some of you, it might be a financial thing. You know that that's the thing that weighs on you all the time and you never do anything about it. Maybe that's the one thing. God would say, you know what? I want to help you get some freedom there this next year. Maybe that's your one thing. Those, remember, for all of us, that one thing could have an impact, impact on all the other stuff. If we could just lean on it, not get distracted, and not try to do everything, but just do one thing. And maybe you, some of you, the one thing truly is just a pure spiritual thing. You say, you know what? I... I have not been prioritizing my love. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm not doing that. He is an add-on to my life. And maybe that's the one thing. You say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about anything else this year. Nothing else. I'm just going to prioritize him. I'm going to get in the word. I'm going to spend time in prayer this year. That's going to be my, my one thing this year that I'm going to give every energy toward. I don't know what it is. But here's what I do know is the enemy doesn't want you to do whatever that thing is. The enemy wants you to continue carrying on with the motions of whatever it is going on in your life, think, doing things you shouldn't do, not doing things you should do, not prioritizing relationships that should be dealt with, not prioritizing some struggles. You're, maybe you're dealing with an addiction, but you're just not dealing with it, right? I don't know what it is for you, but the enemy wants you to stay right where you are because he wins because you're all tied up and bound up. But what would happen? Imagine what a year from now could look like if rather than doing 613 things, you picked one little ball and said, I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to focus my energy toward that. And I'm going to believe that God's going to bring victory and bring health in that thing. What could happen? I believe that one year from today, we could get together in a service just like this and just stand a lineup going all the way around the room of people giving testimony of what God and the power of God has done in every single life. As we've said, God, I'm going to allow you to work in an area of my, I'm going to give you this thing completely. I'm going to lean into this thing completely. So I don't know what that thing is for you. 
Uh, but I want to give space this morning to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, all right? So all of you, hopefully you, when you walked in the door this morning, you got a little card. I have one, actually. It looks like this, okay? Hopefully you all got a card. If you didn't get a card, I'm going to invite a couple ushers. If you could just grab stacks of these. And uh, if you didn't get a card, just raise your hand. Kids, I want the kids to have a card. I want the adults to have a card. If you missed out on one, raise your hand, and they will make sure that you get one of those cards, all right? You notice on one side of the card, it just says this, my one thing for 2020. On the back side is just blank. I'm going to give you about two minutes here in a moment. I'm going to give you about two minutes to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Honestly, while I was sharing right there, my guess is something sparked in your mind immediately. And you said, I already know what that thing is. Like I said, I've been praying all week that God would prepare your hearts for something. That he would know, you would know what that thing is. I know God spoke in my heart what my one thing is this next year. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you two minutes to simply allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. There's pencils in front of you. Just grab that. And if you know what that, if God speaks what that thing is, again, whatever it is, write it down. Kids, if you don't know how to write your word, you can draw a picture if you want to, okay? Admit what is that thing for you this year you want to focus on? Parents, you may need to talk to your kid right now and have a conversation right now. And maybe later on you can, you can take care of yourself, but maybe help your child think through this and process through this a little bit. What well, could be one thing that they would focus on this next year? But I'm going to give you two minutes, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and then we'll close together with that. I invite you to pray with me. God, we, we thank you that, that you are big and huge. And we pray, we sang about it earlier that you're the way maker. You can do anything. You're, you have all authority, but at the same time, God, you are so personal. You're so intimate to every single one of us. You know what's going on in our lives. You know the stories that are going on in our lives. You know the situations that we're facing. And God, you know what is most important in our life for this next year. And so God, I pray for those who have heard, I pray you give them strength to lean into this area over this next year. But for those who are not sure yet what that thing is, God, I pray by your Holy Spirit that you would speak God, that the enemy wouldn't be victorious in that area. Instead, that they would experience total, total victory in that area. And Lord, I pray, and I'm believing in faith. I'm believing for testimonies one year from today to hear about what you have done, the victories that you have brought by your power and by your authority. We thank you for that, Jesus. In your name, amen.